propositions 100 to 119 of the elements of theology by proclus translated by thomas taylor this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by geoffrey edwards proposition 100 every series of holes is extended to an imparticipable cause and principle but all imparticipables are suspended from the one principle of all things for if each series suffers something which is the same or a certain sameness there is something in each which is the leader and the cause of this sameness for as all beings are from unity so every series is from unity but again all imparticipable monads are referred to the one because all of them are analogous to the one so far therefore as they also suffer something which is the same through an analogy to the one so far a reduction of them to the one is effected and so far indeed as all of them are from the one no one of these is a principle but so far as each is imparticipable so far each is a principle hence being the principles of certain things they are suspended from the principle of all things for that is the principle of all things of which all things participate all things however alone entirely participate of the first but of other things not all but certain things participate hence also that id est the ineffable is simply the first but other things are firsts with reference to a certain thing but simply are not firsts proposition one hundred one imparticipable intellect is the leader of all things that participate of intellect imparticipable life of all things that participate of life and imparticipable being of all things that participate of being but of these being is prior to life but life is prior to intellect for because in each series of beings imparticipables are prior to things which are participated it is necessary that intellect should be prior to intellectuals that life should be prior to vital natures and that being itself should be prior to beings because however that which is the cause of a greater number of effects precedes that which is the cause of a less number hence among these being will be the first for it is present with all things to which life and intellect are present for everything that lives and participates of intelligence necessarily is but not vice versa for many beings neither live nor energize intellectually but life is the second for all things that participate of intellect participate also of life but not vice versa for 
many things live indeed, but are left destitute of knowledge, and intellect is the third. For everything which is in any manner whatever Gnostic also lives and is. If, therefore, being is the cause of a greater number of effects, but life of a less number, and intellect of still fewer effects, being is the first, life the second, and intellect the third. Proposition 102. All beings which exist in any manner whatever consist of bound and the infinite through that which is primarily being. But all living beings are motive of themselves through the first life, and all Gnostic beings participate of knowledge through the first intellect. For if that which is imparticipable in each series imparts its own peculiarity to all the natures under the same series, it is evident that the first being also imparts to all things bound, and at the same time infinity, since it is itself primarily mixed from these. Life also imparts to all things the motion which it possesses in itself, for life is the first progression and motion from the stable hypostasis of being, and intellect imparts knowledge to all things. For the summit of all knowledge is in intellect, and intellect is the first Gnostic nature. Proposition 103 All things are in all, but appropriately in each. For in being there is life and intellect, and in life being and intellection, and in intellect being and life. But in intellect indeed all things subsist intellectually, in life vitally, and in being all things are truly beings. For since everything subsists either according to cause, or according to hyparxis, or according to participation, and in the first the rest are according to cause, in the second the first is according to participation, but the third according to cause, and in the third the natures prior to it are according to participation, this being the case, life and intellect have a prior or causal subsistence in being. Since, however, each thing is characterized according to hyparxis, and neither according to cause, for cause pertains to other things, id est to effects, nor according to participation, for a thing derives that elsewhere of which it participates. Hence, in being, there is truly life and intellection, essential life and essential intellect, and in life there is being indeed according to participation, but intellection according to cause. Each of these, however, subsist there vitally, for the hyparxis is according to life, and in intellect life and essence subsist according to participation, and each of these subsists there intellectually, 
for knowledge is the essence and the life of intellect. Proposition 104 Everything which is primarily eternal has both its essence and its energy eternal. For if it primarily participates of the perpetuity of eternity, it does not partially participate of it, but entirely. For either it participates of it in energy, but not in essence. This, however, is impossible, since in this case energy would be more excellent than essence. Or it participates of it according to essence, but does not participate of it according to energy. In this case, however, that which is primarily eternal, and that which primarily participates of time will be the same, and time indeed will primarily measure the essence of certain things. But eternity, which is more excellent than all time, will not measure the essence of anything, if that which is primarily eternal is not essentially contained by eternity. Hence, everything which is primarily eternal has both an eternal essence and energy. Proposition 105 Everything immortal is perpetual, but not everything perpetual is immortal. 4. If the immortal is that which always participates of life, but that which always participates of life participates also of being, and that which always lives always is, hence everything immortal is perpetual. But the immortal is that which is unreceptive of death, and always lives, and the perpetual is that which is unreceptive of non-being, and always is. If, however, there are many beings, more and less excellent than life, which are unreceptive of death, but exist always, if this be the case, not everything which is perpetual is immortal. That, however, there are many beings not immortal that exist always is evident. For there are certain beings indeed which are destitute of life, but which exist always and are indestructible. For as being is to life, so is the perpetual to the immortal. For the life which cannot be taken away is immortal and the being which cannot be taken away is perpetual. But being is more comprehensive than life, and therefore the perpetual is more comprehensive than the immortal. Proposition 106 The medium of everything which is entirely eternal, both in essence and energy, and of everything which has its essence in time, is that which is partly indeed eternal, and partly is measured by time. For that which has its essence comprehended by time is entirely temporal. For by a much greater priority this will be allotted a temporal energy. But that which is entirely temporal is in every respect dissimilar to that which is entirely eternal. But, 
all progressions are through similars. Hence, there is something between these. The medium, therefore, is either that which is eternal in essence, but temporal in energy, or vice versa. This latter, however, is impossible, for energy would be more excellent than essence. It remains, therefore, that the medium is the former of these. Proposition 107. Everything which is partly eternal and partly temporal is at one and the same time being and generation. For everything eternal is being, and that which is measured by time is generation, so that if the same thing participates of time and eternity, yet not according to the same, it will be both being and generation. Corollary From these things it is evident that generation indeed, having a temporal essence, is suspended from that which partly partakes of being, and partly of generation, participating at once of eternity and time. But this is suspended from that which is in every respect eternal, and that which is in every respect eternal is suspended from being, which is prior to the eternal. Proposition 108. Every thing which is partial in each order is able to participate in a twofold respect of the monad, which is in the proximately superior order. Videlicet, either through its own wholeness or through that which is partial in the superior order, and coordinate with the thing according to an analogy to the whole series. For if conversion is to all things through similitude, that which is partial in an inferior order is dissimilar to that which is monadic, and a whole in a superior order, and in short is as that which is partial to a whole, and as one order to another. But a partial nature is similar to a whole of the same series, through a communion of peculiarity, and to the proximately superior coordinate peculiarity through an analogous subsistence. It is evident, therefore, that through these media a conversion from one to the other is effected, as through similars to that which is similar. For the one is similar as the partial to that which is partial, but the other as that which is the appropriate of the same series but the whole of the superior series is dissimilar in both these respects. Proposition 109 Every partial intellect participates of the unity which is above intellect, and the first, both through the intellect which ranks as a whole, and through the partial unity which is coordinate with this partial intellect. Every partial soul, likewise, participates of the intellect which is a whole, through the soul which ranks as a whole, and through a partial intellect. And every partial nature of body participates of the soul which is a whole, through the wholeness of nature, and a partial soul. 
for every thing partial participates of the monad which is in a superior order either through its proper wholeness or through that which is partial in that order and which is coordinate to the thing proposition 110 of all the things that are arranged in each series such as are first and are conjoined with their monad are able to participate of the natures which are proximately established in the superior series through analogy but such as are more imperfect and remote from their proper principle are not naturally adapted to enjoy these natures for because such things as are first are allied to those in a superior series being allotted a better and more divine nature in the order to which they belong but such things as are more imperfect proceed further from their principle and are allotted a secondary and ministrant but not a primary and leading progression in the whole series this being the case the former are necessarily connascently conjoined to the things in a superior order but the latter are unadapted to be conjoined with them for all things are not of an equal dignity though they may belong to the same order for there is not one and the same ratio in all but all things proceed from their proper monad as from one and with reference to one thing hence they are not allotted the same power but some things are able to receive proximately the participations of superior natures while others being dissimilar to them by proceeding to a greater distance from their principles are deprived of a power of this kind proposition one hundred eleven of every intellectual series some things are divine intellects receiving the participations of the gods but others are intellects alone and of every psychical series some things are intellectual souls suspended from their proper intellects but others are souls alone of all corporeal natures likewise some have souls supernally presiding over them but others are natures alone destitute of the presence of souls for of each series not the whole genus is adapted to be suspended from that which is prior to itself but that which is more perfect in it and sufficient to be connascent with superior natures neither therefore is every intellect suspended from deity but those intellects only which are supreme and most single for these are allied to the divine unities nor do all souls participate of participable intellect but such only as are most intellectual nor do all corporeal natures enjoy the presence of soul and of the soul which is participated but those only that are more perfect and possess in a greater degree the form of reason and this is the mode of demonstration in all things proposition 
112. Of every order, those things that are first have the form of the natures prior to them. For the highest genera in each order are conjoined through similitude to the natures placed above them, and through the connection and coherence of the progression of wholes. Hence, such as the superior natures are primarily, such also is the form which these highest genera are allotted, and which is allied to the nature of those in the superior order. They are also such according to the peculiarity of subsistence, as are the natures prior to them. Proposition 113 every divine number is unical. For if a divine number has a precedaneous cause, videreliket the one, just as an intellectual number has intellect, and a psychical number soul, and if multitude is everywhere analogous to its cause, it is evident that a divine number is unical, since the one is God but this follows, since the one and the good are the same, for the good and God are the same. For that beyond which there is nothing, and after which all things aspire, is God, and also that from which all things proceed, and to which all things tend. But this is good. If, therefore, there is a multitude of gods, the multitude is unical. But that there is, is evident. For every principal cause is the leader of an appropriate multitude, which is similar and allied to the cause. Proposition 114 Every god is a self-perfect unity, and every self-perfect unity is a god. For if the number of unities is twofold, as has been before demonstrated, and some are self-perfect, but others are illuminations from the self-perfect unities, and if a divine number is allied to and connatural with the one and the good, the gods are self-perfect unities and vice versa. If there is a self-perfect unity, it is a god. For, as unity is in the most eminent degree allied to the one, and the self-perfect to the good, so likewise, according to both these, the self-perfect participates of the divine peculiarity, and is a god. But if a god was a unity, yet not a self-perfect unity, or a self-perfect hypostasis, yet not a unity, he would be arranged in another order, on account of the mutation of the peculiarity. Proposition 115. Every god is super-essential, super-vital, and super-intellectual. For if each is a self-perfect unity, but neither being, life, or intellect is a unity, 
but that which is united it is evident that every god is beyond each of these for if these differ from each other but all are in all each of these being all will not be one only farther still if the first god is superessential but every god is of the series of the first so far as a god each will be superessential but that the first god is superessential is evident for essence is not the same with unity nor is to exist the same thing as to be united if however these are not the same either the first god is both these and in this case he will not be one only but something else besides the one and will participate of unity but will not be the one itself or he is one of these but if indeed he is essence he will be indigent of the one it is however impossible that the good and the first should be indigent hence he is one alone and therefore superessential but if each thing imparts the peculiarity of that which it is primarily to the whole series of which it is the leader hence every divine number is superessential since every principal cause produces similars prior to dissimilars if therefore the first god is superessential all the gods will be superessential for they will be entirely similar to the first since however they are also essences they will be produced from the first essence as the monads of essences proposition 116 every deity except the one is participable for that the one is imparticipable is evident since if it were participated and on this account pertained to something else it would no longer be similarly the cause of all things both of such as are prior to beings and of beings themselves but that the other unities are participated we shall thus demonstrate for if there is another imparticipable unity after the first in what does it differ from the one for either it subsists after the same manner as that and how in this case is the one the second but the other first or it does not subsist after the same manner and thus one of these will be the one itself but the other one and not one this non-one also if it is no hypostasis whatever will be one alone but if it is a certain other hypostasis besides the one in this case the one will be participated by the non-one and that will be a self-perfect one which conjoins the non-one with the one so that again god will be this videreliket the one so far as he is god but that which is non-one will subsist in the participation of 
the one. Every unity, therefore, which subsists after the one is participable, and every god is participable. Proposition 117 Every god is the measure of beings. For if every god is unical, he defines and measures all the multitude of beings. For all multitudes, being in their own nature indefinite, are bounded through the one. But that which is one being, or being characterized by the one, measuring and terminating the natures with which it is present, leads into bound that which according to its own power is not bounded. For the one being has the form of the one by participation. But that which is uniform, or has the form of the one, recedes from indefiniteness and infinity. And by how much the more uniform it is, by so much the less is it indefinite and without measure. Every multitude of beings, therefore, is measured by the divine unities. Proposition 118 Everything which is in the gods pre-exists in them according to their peculiarities, and the peculiarity of the gods is unical and superessential. Hence, all things are contained in them unically and superessentially. For if everything subsists in a threefold manner, videreliket, either according to cause, or according to hyparxis, or according to participation, but the first number of all things is the divine number, nothing will be in the gods according to participation, but all things will subsist in them either according to hyparxis or according to cause. Such things, however, as they antecedently comprehend, as being the causes of all things, they antecedently comprehend in a manner appropriate to their own union. For everything which is the leader of secondary natures causally contains the cause of things subordinate in a way naturally adapted to itself. All things, therefore, are in the gods unically and superessentially. Proposition 119 Every god subsists according to superessential goodness, and is good neither according to participation nor according to essence, but superessentially, since habits and essences are allotted a secondary and manifold order from the gods. For if the first god is the one and the good, and so far as he is the one, he is also the good, and so far as the good, the one. If this be the case, every series of the gods has the form of the one, and the form of the good, according to one peculiarity, and each of the gods is not a unity and goodness according to anything else. 
but each so far as he is a unity so far he is a goodness and so far as he is a goodness so far he is a unity so far also as the gods posterior to the first god proceed from the first they have the form of the good and the form of the one since the first is the one and the good but so far as all of them are gods they are unities and goodnesses as therefore the one of the gods is superessential so likewise is their goodness since it is nothing else than the one for each of them is not anything else than the good but is good alone as neither is each anything else than the one but is one alone end of proposition 119